They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. the fifth episode of the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. I just got done talking to a friend of mine. His name is Sean Leahy. He is my insurance agent. We have a professional relationship uh, where I've I've known him for about five years now. My dad's known him for longer. And we developed this friendship over the years. And one time he told me he wrote a book. And I've just gotten to the point in my life where I, I want to write a book as well. And I just don't know where to start. So I went ahead and I I seem to always have somebody in my network for for certain things usually. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, man, who can I ask about writing a book? Because one thing is reading online about something. And another thing is having somebody's personal first person, uh, you know, uh, personal account for something that they can that they can share with you because. Just like doctors, you can go to school all you want, but then when something's not in the textbook, what are you supposed to do? So I, I picked his brain a little bit. We talked about a few different topics. I know he's been through some hardships in his life uh, regarding his family. And again, great individual, super smart guy. And uh, he shared with us a few points of, of you know where you should start. We talked about the book and how it can relate to people in their lives because it's uh, about a guy who is unhappy where, where he's at. He doesn't have fulfillment and he just gets up and goes. I feel that a lot of people, it's going to resonate with them because sometimes you just want to get up and go because life can be so overwhelming sometimes. A lot of things going on, either financial, personal problems, uh, and it's I can see where, I mean, it's happened to me. You know, where I just want to get up and just and just go. But you're held back because you have responsibilities and, and things that, that you have to tend to. So 
it was a great conversation. He is he is working on another book, but here is Taming the American Horse with Sean Leahy. All right, so we're live. So, uh, how you doing, Sean? I am doing great, Juan. Uh, long day, huh? Uh, it, it, it is, yes. <laughs> well, um, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with me. And this is a question that, well, first of all, how long have we known each other for? Uh, you, you knew my dad first, and then when I took over, you started dealing with me. But it's been quite some years now, no? I think I started doing work with your dad uh, close to 10 years ago. Yeah, that's and crazy. Then, yeah, I'd say um, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, um, I started working with you. Um, but, yeah. So we have a, a professional relationship. This is, yes. this is where we know each other from. And then, you know, whenever you come by, I know you as a person as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's yeah, how... Well, Oh, you know, I, I, you know the, I, I'm the fun insurance agent. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can always count on you. I, I've gotten it, it's funny because I. I have this weird network of of people that I know uh, being a business owner, especially I, I always have I always happen to have a guy for that. You know, it's almost yeah. like, oh, there's an after the, there's a guy for that. So. The reason we spoke is I remember you one time you came out and you were like, hey, man, you came to collect a check. You know, I was paying mm -hmm. you for something. And you're like, hey, I wrote a book. And I was like, oh, you wrote a book? You're like, yeah, I wrote a book. And that was that. And then I've been having this, all this happen in my life where I want to be creative and I want to create things. And I'm like, I want to write a book. I wish I knew somebody I wish I had a guy for that. You know, I know people for transportation. I know people for a lot of different things. And it's like, I wish I knew a guy who wrote a book so I could wait a minute. And I was like, oh, Sean's written a book. Sean's <laughs> published a book. Let me let me reach out to him. So I just thought it was pretty funny that, that I always seem to have like a guy for something or a person that I know that does a certain thing that I can consult with, which is always good because you you can go online and. You can find a lot of information, especially nowadays. You can learn so many things on YouTube, Google, but I'm more of a visual person when it comes to learning new things. And you can read about something all you want, but when you're actually doing it, it's a whole different ballgame. So, well, I, that was, and, and, and I can't, I did not come from a, it's funny, I married a creative person, but I didn't come from a family of, of, I, I, I came from a family of, of salesmen, specifically insurance salesmen. So um, I didn't have a point of reference. So um, I, I, when I got out of college, I went right to work for one of the larger insurance brokerages um, in the world. Um, it, it was uh, Sedgwick. Uh, and I was working out of Palm Beach. And I started writing because there was this girl I was enamored with uh who was going off to grad school to uh work in tv production and i was kind of trying to get her attention uh it didn't work but i kept writing i, I, I was like you wanted to be artsy you wanted to be artsy yeah, exactly i was just trying to be you know how, how many how many things do, do, do mankind did mankind do because they were trying to pick up on a girl anyway yeah. so uh um uh, uh, that didn't work out, but I, 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 
I figured out that I really liked coming up with, with stories and I really like trying to share them with people. And, you know, with the exception of trying to sit down in front of everyone I know and tell them a story for seven hours, I'm, well, maybe I need to figure out how to, how to write. So um, I started again with, with no direction and no background. I don't have, I didn't have a, uh, a degree in, in, in English or, or anything like that. I, um, I, matter of fact, I was never strong, um, you know, writing wise, but I just started hammering things out. And then finally I, I, uh, I kind of got disillusioned with, with, uh, you know, sort of being in insurance just cause it felt like I was, I was cheating. I was just following my dad and, and, and banking off of his name. Sounds familiar. Um, well, I mean, you kind of understand that. And, and, and yeah. there's, there's, there's sort of like, you've got to, as a young man, you have to figure out, well, am I, am I just, you know, Javier Jr. or am I Juan? And you could still end up going into the same uh, industry, mm -hmm. but you still have to sort of uh, figure out your identity. But I think most young men probably go through some form of that. Um, and I, I, so I decided to move out to San Francisco. And well, first I tried to get into grad school and um, one, not, no, not coming from the literary uh, background or, or uh, really being all that terribly strong academically. Um, nobody was exactly uh, throwing their doors open for me to go to yeah. grad school. Um, so I ended up just saying, well, I'll just go out to San Francisco and just try to write. Now, I will say um, I, I was able to take some classes at Berkeley and, um, and, and they were they were fantastic. Uh, the uh, the young woman who was running the the, the novel class the uh, the uh, beginner I think it was like an intro to novel writing class uh, she was outstanding just a nice nice lady um, and it was a very it was me and fifteen women and they, but they they were well you're the only guy <laughs> well I, I, having spent all my life in Catholic schools and on uh, in uh, you know basically in the suburbs. Um, moving to San Francisco and, and being with, and, and being thrust into this class at Berkeley with a group of um, very independent, very um, uh, um, very self-assured women. I was quite sure that if I if I moved or said something wrong, they would kill me and no one would find the body. So they were ready to attack. <laughs> They were, well, they ended up being absolute sweethearts. They were great, but they, it was very intimidating at first. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to participate, but I'm, I'm going to not try to be, you know, alpha male in here because that is definitely, well, and, and I had enough sales background to know, know your, know the room and, yeah. and, and play to the room. Um, know your limits. Great. Well, and, 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 and know the language of the room you're in because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So anyway, that uh, that was fantastic. And I just started writing and and being in the class, you had to turn in so much product once a week. I mean, since I wasn't there for a grade, I could have chose just to sat in the back, but I really wanted to, you know, throw myself into the class. So every week you had to produce something. And that was a, that was great for getting me in the habit of writing on a regular basis. Um, so I I. I had partially written a whole bunch of, I, there was one short story that I wrote that uh, was, was, was pretty good. But again, I didn't really know what to do with it. 
and it was the it was the early days of the internet, and there was some guys that were like, "Why don't you publish it on uh, why don't you publish it on my website?" Um, and I, I wrote a couple of essays and published them on a website out there called uh, uh, Modest Proposals, and it was sort of a take off of the Modern Proposal with Jonathan Swift, where he wrote about you know since since the English were treating the Irish like cattle, then we should let them sell their babies for meat, which was really kind of uh, dark. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a, it, yeah. That a, a modest proposal. It's it's a it's a stitch. Um, Is that a short story? Yeah, it's a it's uh it's sort of a short story essay. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I think it would be classified as an essay. What year? That, uh, uh, I want to say the 18th century. Oh wow! Well, yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, or the 1800s, but you know, at least uh, at least 100 years ago. But I mean, it was. It was before the Irish started coming over here in droves because they were just were just were treated so poorly. And again, I'm not a history major, so if I'm get, if I'm off by the years, but the, but the the story was was hilarious. Oh, I mean, it was I thought it was hilarious because I got a dark sense of humor. So I I'll have to look it writing, up. Yeah, and I started writing these uh, modern proposals. So like one of them, uh, and again, this would have been in the late '90s. I wrote that uh, you know, given the fact that all of our Televisions going towards uh, um, uh, reality TV, and we seem to have a, a, a knack for liking, you know, intense violence. And then you've got all these third world countries that are in so desperate need of funds. I said, well, why don't we hand out um, uh, helmet cams to all of these folks in war torn countries, and so they can they can make a buck filming the horrible lives they lived and uh you know I, yeah. I said you know i'm sure it would just it would go blockbuster i don't remember it was so long ago that i wrote the essay but <laughs> it was dark but it was funny and so i would you know anytime i could i i read something uh, either in the economist or or in the newspaper or something that that you got jumped inspired. out as being, yeah so i would write something ridiculous and i think i wrote like eight of them um did you get, ever get any bad. feedback on them like well, I, I did from the people that knew me, but I, I didn't really set it up. I didn't have an um, email address on there. It was just something I was posting. Oh, you were and posting online at this? I was posting it. Yeah, it was on a website called uh, uglyhead.com that a buddy of mine had started. Um, and they were all under, it was uh, called the, the, the Book of Sean. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, I wrote I wrote those for a while, but anyway, so I just got in the habit of just writing stuff, but not really knowing what to do with it. And, yeah. Uh, but then I started so, writing this. Yeah. So, okay. so before we, we go into all of that, yeah. uh, I, I like to ask a question that to, to all my, the people I, I have on here, it's just a question that I, that I feel that we don't get enough. And it really yeah. makes you think, so, so who is Sean Leahy? And, and, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I would describe myself as someone that, that you know, really kind of thrives to, to leave a room a little better than I found it. I don't always succeed, but I, 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 I really, really, in the way I parent, in the kind of husband I am, the kind of, you know, the kind of, the, the, the kind of uh, business person I am, I, I what, what, where I get, where I feel like I, I'm whenever I'm successful, it's, it's when I've been able to go into a situation and improve on it. 
I never got the, you know, you know, the, the I never got the adrenaline rush of, I mean, it's always, it's nice to get new accounts, but you know, it, the, the kill isn't what, you know, I always got all jazzed up about, but like if I went in there and somebody was having problems with their insurance and I was able to help them to improve on it, um, that's, that's really where I, I, I enjoyed that. Or, um, my wife is, is, uh, very much involved in children's ministry. And when I've been able to work with her with, with kids and, and I can see where I've either said something to them or done something for them to where they feel better about themselves. And, and maybe I've, you know, been just a grain of positivity in their life. I, that's, that's where I get, you know, uh, uh, that that's, so that's, at the, at the end of the day, all, all I really want to do is try to, is try to, uh, you know, walk away from whatever I'm doing and, and, and make things a little better. Well, that's, that's always a good thing you you always need, especially nowadays. And I know you have, you have kids, uh, there's so much negativity in the world and that's, it's always good to, to know that there's still some hope out there for humanity where people want to make a difference and and not just a difference, but a good difference. Cause you can make it, you can make a difference, but if you make a bad difference by doing something negative, whatever it may be causing harm or, or, or anything of that sort, you know, what good does it do society or humanity or whatever it is? Well, you know? I, I, I'm hoping that I've instilled that in my kids. And, and so, the, you know, they'll, they'll have the same, but I mean, everybody, everybody figures out their path. So I'm just, um, I'm just going to try to, to um, uh, reduce the, the probability that they'll be telling stories to a therapist about me later in life. Yeah. Uh, as best <laughs> <I can. laughs> yeah. You don't want that. Yeah, um, so, so get that to a minimum. <laughs> So, so you were reading these articles, and and they were they yeah. were inspiring you to write different uh, essays, or what would you call them? The... Well, uh, yeah, those were the, the the essays that I was writing, the the, the modern proposal uh, essays. And how long uh, were these essays? They weren't very long. It would only be a couple, you know, maybe a, a couple pages long. And then I made these T-shirts. My my little brother was. Uh, was getting ready to go over to Belgium to, uh, to play soccer. So, and they were, you know, the 18, 19 year old kids. So I made these, okay. So again, this is before I was a parent, so not the greatest of judgment, <laughs> but I, I made these t-shirts to advertise uglyhead.com. And on the back of it says, uh, teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a day, hold him at gunpoint and he'll fish for you for a lifetime. <laughs> and, uh, I sent him down to the team. To and, a soccer uh, game, yeah. And so the the parents wouldn't let them take the take take the shirts to Belgium. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Imagine that nowadays. Imagine oh, that yeah. now. That'd yeah, be so bad. Again, that's like the that's like like ninety nine ninety eight. So I mean, they already figured Americans were gun toting weirdos, but yeah. nowadays they're convinced every kid is a gun. Yeah. So that's great. Not not great judgment, but I thought it was funny at the time. <laughs> what? made you uh what made you pick the genre that you were gonna be writing uh other than obviously these essays and stuff but what when did you settle because you're reading essays that are obviously nonfiction, then you're writing something that's you know nonfiction. you're looking to write something that's that's gonna help society in a way putting cameras on people who live in war-torn countries and stuff like that which isn't yeah that's so absurd but i'm i'm, hey. I'm hoping that's not what i'm known for but yeah, yeah. 
You uh, never know. <laughs> just takes one thing. I mean, to go viral, especially nowadays. I mean, you're lucky it was back then, but today, even the craziest of ideas blow up. And again, well, I told you, you're getting, so, you, getting so much trouble for. I mean, it, I, you could make mistakes in high school and in college, and and oh, it yeah. wasn't going to follow you for the next thirty years. I'm oh, so yeah. glad there was no such thing as YouTube when I was in high school or yeah. college. Uh, but. Uh, I, I I always like coming up with my own stories, and when I the idea of writing something you know nonfiction, well, one it, it I I didn't read a lot of fiction, but I wasn't interested in writing anything nonfiction because, well, in, in truth, I I didn't I don't want to be held to well you know your fact was off a little bit here because if it's fiction yeah I could be I could be you know I could take something historical and kind of play with it. And I don't have to worry about, well, you know, um, you know, King John was, you know, he did this and not that. And, you know, I didn't want to get into it. Uh, I, I wanted to be able to just play and, and not have to. It, it, so I kind of I kind of like the idea of fiction. And, and also, I, I, I really liked and it was it, I, I loved um I was I was still out in California when when uh, um, uh, M Night Shyamalan's first movie came out the 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 Sixth Sense and and the short story had written that I had written it was funny because my mother was so mad at me she called she said since you're not publishing things your stories are just you know people are just taking your story ideas well <laughs> I was like don't tell oh. me you wrote the the no, inspiration I, I, for that I can't movie. Come write on. a short story where the the, the character it, you find out at the end had been dead the whole time or was dying. Oh, uh, and so I'm like, first of all, this is not the same story. It's you know, it it's there's it, there's some similarity to it. But I mean, it's your mom. So my mom, yeah, did, you know, was convinced that fan. I was the, the brightest guy in the world and that everything was you know revolved around me. And I'm like, no, this is this you know, it, it's. It's cool to see that he had a uh, had an idea long before I did because he you know he wrote the script and it would have had to have been long before I ever considered the short story. But it was neat that it's sort of seeing. I love the twists. Yeah, uh, and I really like a really good pivot. I, I like it if I if I'm reading a story or if I'm watching a movie where I'm not going that I can't figure out halfway through how they're going to wrap it up. Well, that's uh, that's what happened to me. You know, with with the story that that you wrote, yeah. And for the for the listeners who are gonna who are gonna listen to this, what is um the name of your book is Taming the American Horse. Yeah. What is this story about without spoiling it? Because obviously we'll post a a link for people to be able to find it, and if they want to read it, they can read it. So well, what is the story about without spoiling it? Too right. bad. So the, the the nuts and bolts of it is it's a young man who was working in commercial insurance. And, and as it, it, to this day, if, if someone's coming out of college, an industry that they want to get paid fairly well right out of the gate, um, the insurance industry is, is definitely a good one to, to explore um, uh, based on entry-level jobs. But um, so he, he goes, so it was sort of like my experience. I'd started in commercial insurance. I didn't like this, the politics I saw around me. Uh, so the main character is, is is dealing with the same thing. He's he's sort of feeling like he's not living his own life. And I I had actually I just read uh, um, a couple of years earlier a book uh, that your sniper buddy probably would have uh, found interesting uh, by uh, 
Colonel Dave um, Blackman, but the book is on killing. And it was a sociological study of how soldiers have been trained and how they're trained currently to go from, you know, when, when we live in a, uh, uh, a, in, in, a uh, in society, we're taught we don't hurt each other, you don't kill people, and you don't break stuff. And then we put a uniform on young men and say, now we need you to hurt people, kill people, and break stuff. And, then and it's okay. And it's okay. Well, it, it's not only okay. It's you, you get medals for it. And then when when it's when the, the the battle is done or when you've done your time, then they put you back into society and say, okay, okay, you know how we taught you to kill things and break things or kill people and break things. Now, now don't do that anymore. Wow. It's sort of the way that they. What's the name of the book? It's called On Killing. Oh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to send me that. Um, that's oh, really I'll interesting. But I, yeah, I, I read that. I want to say um, you know, in the mid '90s, um, but I know he got interviewed a bunch uh, after Columbine uh, because you know he was he was one of the first people to really talk about um, you know, violent video games having an effect on on young minds. Which I'd say on young minds, sure. When you don't, when, when your brain's not fully formed, um, you know everything that you're being exposed to is definitely There's having an effect. A sponge, on you. you're a sponge. Well, yeah. exactly. So. Um, but anyway, like little so kids, was, you can relate, right? <laughs> well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, what what I'd want my twelve year old son to watch with me, movie wise or play, as opposed to what my son at 24, 25, what I'd want him to be exposed to are two very different things. Um, it, it, you know, whether it's subject or anything else. Uh, but anyway, it, part of the things he was talking about is why we send young men to war is because young men are one, they're they're at their physical height. And also, they, they, they have a, they have a, a sort of a, a drive towards adventure. And they also, they, they don't think, they don't think they're vulnerable. They, they think they're, 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 they're they think they're invincible. So mm -hmm. uh, from, from that standpoint, that's, that, that would make for your best potential soldier. And then you need older men to sort of be, to help to, to direct that energy uh, most efficiently. So you need older officers and you have, you need, young grunts to do the you know to do the, the the hard digging but and i don't remember exactly how he put it in the book but i i picked that up on it so i kept thinking well that's kind of my problem here is i i needed to bust out i i, I was i was needing an adventure and so that's that's what the, the main character that's how the whole thing starts is that he's mm -hmm. he's he's sort of challenged by somebody he thinks very highly of from college you know that an old college buddy who says you're not living your own life. You need to, you know, uh, decide who you're going to be. And, and, and as a, and if you choose to walk away from what you've got, I'll give you my Harley, which was the, the Harley, the name of the Harley was uh, the American horse. I would say I'm giving something up, but I think that happens on the third page. So it's, uh, a, it's a, the fat boy is called uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 94 the, fat boy. Yeah. So, yeah. um, uh, so anyway, and, and, and the funny thing is that uh, when I started writing this, I had just started writing the bike. I, I had uh, I had bought a shadow uh, with my dad, and so I I, I had a I was a biker, uh, uh, <laughs> not exactly a yeah, not a not a hardcore one, but still, uh, I had my I had my biker moments. So, uh, so so is it? I know you told me it relates to you in a way. So is that what inspired you to write it? 
like from from your life because i i know you told yeah. me you, you didn't have a a hot blonde but no I, no i mean <laughs> I, I i i sort of took some themes and i played with some themes that i was familiar with like how is you know there's times that he's reminiscing on his past life and and so from that i i took that from you know ways i felt younger and 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 and, uh, and whatnot and 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 also you know having grown up around a, a very tight-knit family to then go three thousand miles away there's a there's a level of fear and and uh, isolation that you you feel while you're sort of out there looking you know looking for your way and i tried to ex express that a little bit in the story as well uh but all the characters that he that he interacts with are based off of people that I met out in California, um, but you know I changed their I changed their names for the most part because none of them are um, none of them do the horrible things that occur in the book. Yeah, it's just the characters <laughs> were inspired by it. Um, and, uh, and and the other thing, and I, I don't I, I'll say this, but I don't, I don't want to give away the ending. But I, the other thing I didn't want is for there to be a you know sort of a a happy ending yeah i wanted and and i i think i think i i think i was able to do that i will say this if you read the book um uh, i had written the book back in in 2002 2003 i i, I think between 2002 and 2004 is when i was writing it and i started dating laura who would eventually was is my wife and she had read it and um she's a very task oriented person. So she read it and I, I hadn't finished it. So she's like, well, I'm into this, but you gave me an unfinished book. I said, yeah, I know <laughs> I haven't finished it. And she said, well, finish it. I want to know what happens. I said, sweetie, I'm, I'm dating you. I, I'm, I'm with you most evenings. I don't, I don't have the know time when you want me to find the time. <laughs> well, exactly. So her response was, and it sounded an awful lot like a threat. She's like, well, you know what? You're right. I'm taking up too much of your time why don't you go finish the book and then we'll, we'll go out to dinner when we'll, we'll go to, we'll go out again when you do. And I'm like, well, wow. okay, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit intense. Cause you know, it took me some, there was some chapters that took me a couple months. So I'm like, well, no, she's pretty and I want to see her again. So I yeah. sat down and within two days I, I patched together that ending, um, which when I wrote it, I knew it was crap or at least I thought it was. And, yeah. uh, and that was the big joke. Well, so, you know, like, like things with life, the, 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 that, the, the, the rough draft went into a box and, and, and we got married and started having kids. And about five years ago, we found out Laura had breast cancer. So we went through some terrifying times and she had surgery and then she had a year's worth of chemo. But when we started the chemo process, we really wanted, I, well, I kept telling her, I, I, I want to make sure we, we, we're going to pick a theme. And we, we, the theme we, uh, that I picked out for was Wonder Woman, and she loved that. And I said, this is going to be our theme that's going to help us get through, you know, the, the recovering from the surgery and from the chemo. And, and then when we, every time we went in for chemo, I had gotten her this Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman pajamas, uh, uh, like footy pajama set. And so she'd go in there all decked out in Wonder Woman, and, and wow. it was it, it was like a, nice. it was like a Mardi Gras parade when we would go in there because we were just ah fun and everything. <laughs> um, so anyway, we while we're doing this while we're while we're going through the chemo together, um, we started coming up with okay, 
we need our list because you know if this has demonstrated nothing we we're, we're not putting anything aside anymore so anything that we want to do as a family let's start doing it so we decided we were going to start traveling so we we did and, and in the course of our conversation she said go get your book published i said sweetie i don't have time to find an agent or a publisher or anything like that she's like you don't need that. There's Amazon. Just publish it on Amazon and just be done with it. And I'm like, well, that's, that's an idea. And I found that uh, there was a, um, um, uh, Amazon had a, an editorial wing, uh, a publishing and editorial, self-publishing uh, wing called Create Space, and that you could, you know, basically pay for services. So you could pay for them to do editorial services, and then they can do the production and the design. And if you go through all that, then they just will push the book through uh, onto Amazon. And, and if you pay a little extra money, then they also uh, set it up for uh, electronic versions. It was it was very reasonable, at least I thought. Um, and so I did. Now, the problem is, is that um, I am not. I, I, there's writers out there that are in love with the English language where they, they know grammar and they know, they, you know, they're very good with. Uh, with proper use in, in, in well and spelling, I'm, I'm a salesman. <laughs> We're barely literate, so yeah. I just like to tell stories. So I wrote it. But I, 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 it went through two editorial passes, and there's still probably more grammatical and spelling errors than than I. I don't care, but I, I've, I've had other people that are a little bit more OCD <coughs> that that decided to count them out. Yeah, I found some more while I was, I was going through it because I had I, I had mentioned that to you. Me. So, the editorial of Amazon, as uh, far as your experience goes, is not the greatest. The, the first pass that they made that was you know more for content, they were great because they they pointed out some areas where I I started to I started to take either storylines or characters certain ways, and it didn't really wrap up. So they said, wait, you 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 need to. So for continuity, they were fantastic. For oh, really? The, yeah, but for they helped the, you with concept. The, they helped you with concept as well. Like, hey, they, you know, well, lightly, yeah. They, uh, you know, I I didn't send them a mess. I sent them something that was already I'd already made another rewrite pass through it before I sent it to them. But um, they they did they did find some continuity things that I now I appreciated them finding. But no, they they uh, they did seem to miss a chunk. And granted. When I gave it to them, there was a lot more grammatical and spirally errors than what came out the other end, but they still missed a chunk. Um, but whatever. I mean, I, I appreciated the, the, the process, and I, I was just thrilled to have done something I'd wanted to do for 20 years, which was to publish a book. And, um, and then I, you know, I, I'm a salesman, so I can't just let anything go. So um, I started doing my own marketing. So I, I started, you know, putting it out on Facebook as much as possible. And then I started calling local businesses to see if I could do uh, book signings. And yeah. um, I did two book signings because the, 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 cover, the cover art was actually done by one of my in-laws, uh, a cousin on my, uh, on my, one of my uh, wife's cousins who was a, was a good artist. And so I had her draw um, the motorcycle I, I gave her some samples of, of the kind of motorcycle it would be and, and told her what i wanted and she did a great job yeah it came uh, out nice yeah and then so i i set up um two signings at during harley 
the Harley Davidson over by in Leesburg. Uh, I think they had a St. Patty's Day thing and where you know they had vendors and all that out there. And there was one other something or other that that was out there, and I did that, and that went really well. I mean, there was guys that came up there and they bought it just because there was a, a bike on the front. One guy got angry at the the the, the title. He was like. Uh, you can't tame the American horse. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking to pick a fight. Yeah. The, the most successful book signing I did is uh, the church. The, we were going to, we were, well, we still are going to the Episcopal Church. Church? Eustace. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the ladies group, the, the, the ladies church group, it's an, we'd love to have, you know, they, they would have, sometimes they'd have people come in and talk to the group for different topics. Uh, but they said, why don't you come out and tell us about your book? I'm like, well, great. Well, I thought they knew something or anything about what I had written. But so they oh, announced God. me. And, and so it's all these. And, 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 and when my buddies found out, there's there's a particular scene, there's a particular uh, uh, part of the book, which you remember, where there's some sexual content. In it. Mm-hmm. And so all of my <laughs> smart aleck friends are like, Dude, you've got to read them this line. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not looking to go out there and freak out these old ladies. So um, I get up there and they announce, okay, this is Sean Leahy, and he wrote a book about horses. Oh. And I'm like, no, I didn't. It wasn't <laughs> but, about a horse. But every single one of those ladies bought a book and they said, I'm getting this for my grandson, or I'm getting oh. this for my son. Or, I, I sold what have you done? Books. Oh, I, I was, I'm like fantastic. Well, I mean, it was all a good humor. I, you know, I did tell them that don't give them to any little kids, but uh, uh, they just wanted to support me, and I, and it was just so sweet. And I'm like, that's where you got to go. You go sell books to little old ladies in churches; they'll buy them right up. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, and, and it was, it was so nice to be able to to have that. I mean, it's, to, to want something so much. Yeah. And I, I really, I, 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 you know, I'd say you want to be happy for the rest of your life. Marry somebody who's your, who's your biggest cheerleader. Um, and, 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 and Laura's always been my biggest cheerleader and I've always been her, her biggest I mean, cheerleader, I guess is the only term I can come up with. But, um, and, and, um, you know, really kind of always talking each other's up our, our best qualities and, and, it, it really makes and and you know we've had our, our first pregnancy that I think I think you knew about this we we had twins and they 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 were born still and yeah. it's devastating and you know you go you you go through some dark and, and it was you've been through some first. shit you've been yeah, through some we, shit exactly we've been through it and and the fact that every time we've had to do something hard or scary. Well, I mean, years after after the, the after the boys had died, we were we were having some financial troubles, and I was trying not to have to bring it home to to, to tell her this is where we're at. I I was dreading, you know, what her response was going to be, and I finally said, "Here's where we're at," and and she could see that I was just gray, and she said, "Sean," and again, this this goes to dark humor will get you through all kinds of great things. She said, Sean, did any babies die today? I said, no. She's like, well, then we'll Whoa. be fine. Was so, this after like, the cancer? This was after or before? This, no, this is, this is before the cancer. This wow, is before. so she went through that, then she went through the cancer. Yeah, so, yeah, no. My, there's a reason why I picked Wonder Woman, because that woman is Wonder Woman. Wow. Uh, she's tough as nails. Um, but anyway, so, 
you know, when, when the that having a, a positive response to this, and again, it, it it's an, it, you could tell it, it's the it's the work of an amateur. I mean, I, I I'm so glad that people appreciated the story, but I I I go back and I look, and there was some characters that I really liked in that story that I wish I would have done more with. Mm-hmm. And I think this the next one I'm working on right now, I'll I'll I'm I'm trying to learn from the things I liked about the first books and the thing I I things I didn't and try to you know improve on on this one. But I've got about I've got notes on about four or five books. And and the, the problem is is that I I'm I don't do starving artists. Well, you've met me. I'm a fairly large guy, so I yeah. I don't do starving <laughs> artists. So, um, you know, my priority is to you know, work to, to, to give a great life to my wife and kids. Um, and, but as, as any husband as well. and well, family exactly. man should, but I also think that there's a lot of people out there that don't bother to have some art in their life. And mm-hmm. this is my art. Um, uh, my, my wife is a very talented uh, musician and she, and, and, you know, and, and her and the kids all like to paint and well, they're all musicians. I I I played saxophone very poorly uh, when I was very young, so I, I don't think anyone's trying to get me back into into the groove on that one. But um, I have I have the writing, and they have their art, and I'm I, I see I, I run into so many people, and you can tell how flat they are when yeah. they don't have any. They don't have that 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 thirst for. It's funny. It's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. And by the way, you've, I haven't stopped you because I don't know if you read my notes or what it is, man, but you're like answering, uh, you know, (laughs) what inspired you? Does it relate to you in any way? And then what were some of the obstacles that you, that you encountered? Obviously, uh, that's unfortunate to hear the, the stillborns and then your, your wife having cancer and all these things in life that, that would, you know, my main thing was maybe the kids you had to write at night because, the kids are, you know, up during the day. It's like, no, you know, we had this happen to us, this other thing. It's like so many obstacles that lead you to the things you want to do. And it's funny that you say that you need art in your life. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, because I've I've had this enlightenment in my in my life. I'm having like my midlife crisis and I'm only 25 where I want to learn new things and I want to continue because nobody reads anymore. That's the problem. And you got it's like you say you see somebody who doesn't have anything to show for it and the reason this story resonated with me and i've been having this all these synchronicities in my life where i i don't i i went through depression this year because of the market you you obviously know how it was you know it it wasn't the greatest of years it was you know it's a lot they're saying that there's going to be recession wasn't the greatest of years so I, i went through a sort of depression in my life and i'm like you know what do i have to show for myself um you know that that i'm really truly proud of and and i have all these different hobbies that i do and i'm not really passionate about it and i've had people tell me you know the other day i don't know how often you get yelled at by clients but uh to me it happens because i'm i'm i I, it happens to me often because i'm i'm you know people don't understand when you run a business it's not all fun and games because you depend on other people you depend on employees and if they don't do the right thing you're not going anywhere. So I had one time, it was like six in the morning, I had a driver who didn't show up for a load. And I had the guy, the the client call me because it was uh, medical supplies. And the guy, the client called me. And again, I'd had issues with this driver over and over again. 
And <clears throat> it happened to happen again. And the guy goes, hey, man. Mind you, I'm, it's 6 in the morning. I'm half asleep. This guy calls me, and he's yelling in my ears, hey, the driver didn't show up again, da-da-da, this and that. And I, I don't know what to tell this guy because, again, I just woke up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, man, you, you know what? You're not even showing any passion. Where's your passion for the work? Like, And it's like, shit. This this guy who doesn't even know me, who I just know from from doing these lows, telling me I have no passion, you know. So I, I I've been in this process of my life where I, I want to learn new things, I want to do different things, and I want to do something creative with my time. So I told you I wanted to write a book. I started writing this this horror Lovecraft uh, uh, inspired short story that I've written, and, and just how your wife was telling you, oh, what's the ending like? Well, I've had mm. people tell me, like, I've shared the, what I have so far with people. And they're like, so? And it's like, uh, well, I'm busy with other things. Now I'm busy with a podcast. I'm busy. I go to school online. I have my family. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. And they, they force you, you know, they, they, they put the pressure. Like, hey, come on, man. I want to find out what happens. So, you know, I, I'm doing all these things now. And I want to be creative with my time. And, and I feel that everybody should want that to 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 do something creative because if not you know you have people who just uh, eh. you just started drifting i mean you it, just it, and, yeah. and yeah you're just uh, what are you in life you just you're just there yeah. and and this story resonated with me because i i believe there's a little bit of carl in everybody who you, you know the feeling of of wanting to get up and 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 just go and and just leaving everything behind because because you're unhappy where you are in life your spiritual life, whatever it is that is not 100%, you're not, you know, fulfillment. You know, I've, I've had, again, I've had two friends of mine tell me the same thing. They have great paying jobs, but they don't have the fulfillment. And and what is money if you don't have fulfillment in life? You know, there's people, if they, they say yeah. if you have a job you love, you don't work a day in your life. And it's, and I, I feel life is pointing me as like, should I start another business? Should I do something else? Like, what is it? You know, because, because, it, it, it all these things keep pointing. So when I the day I started reading your book, I had two friends back to back tell me about how they're not happy in life, and they wanna one wanted to join the navy. Uh, mind you, he's got a great paying job and he's got uh, uh, two kids. And I'm like, dude, you know, what, 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 what the hell's wrong with you? He's like, man, you know, this job is good, but I just don't have it. And then I have this other guy again, <clears throat> who has a son as well, and he's like, man, you know, I'm gonna become a a, a sheriff. You know, and I'm like, dude, but you're working from home. You just bought a house like you're doing good. Yeah, man. But I just you know, I just don't feel like I'm doing enough. For life. And then I'm like, I'm thinking I have an inner battle within myself. That's like, oh, man, it's been such a such a shitty year. I don't know if I'm happy where I am right now. And then I pick up this damn book, you know, Taming the American Horse. <laughs> and, and it's like I'm reading it. Da, da, da. I'm like, are you serious? You know, and I and I, I told my girlfriend, I'm like, this can't be happening, you know. So it's like all these things that point and, and, and you know, things and things happen in life for a reason, uh, as you probably may know, because you've been through some things. And, <clears throat> you know, it's it just it's just. It, it's amazing. So I, I really I enjoyed the book. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I, and I you know, I'll urge people to, to read it because I like I've always been fascinated by how authors can take and create these intricate worlds in their heads. Like for example, Game of Thrones, you know, Game of Thrones is one of my favorite 
favorite shows of all time, and it's so intricate. Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, so the the these stories, they they just go on all these levels, and and I always found that amazing. And that's another reason why I want to do. I want I want to write a book. I want to write a a fantasy story or something. And I, but I just don't know where to begin. So it's, it's you've already mentioned that Amazon has their own publishing service or whatever it may be so that's a that's a good if anybody i think because i've looked and and i think right after they published my book i'm hoping that i hadn't didn't have anything to do with the downfall of that company but um i think they sort of i don't think they're doing it anymore or and i could be wrong but the last time i looked into it because i was i was looking into it when i started working on the second book but i'll i'll send you some links of some uh because kirkus which does uh, they do reviews on um, uh, for self publishers? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can pay for them to review your book, and then if you like the review, oh, okay, then they'll then they'll then they'll put it in their magazine, and, and uh, there's other magazines that sometimes pick them up. But um, yes. they have an editorial service. I've not used it, but I what I know of Kirk is that that I hope I'm saying their name right. But I, what I know of them, that would probably be it, it, from what they described, it, it's more pure editorial where they'll go in and they'll they'll help you you know on the continuity and also for uh editing and format and all that but yeah uh, um but i I, i'm 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 sort of exploring too i'm i'm i haven't gotten too deep into it because i want to actually have product before because if i find who i want to use i want to be at a place to where i can jump in and start doing it but um as far as there's two things from what you had said that i i I do want to throw in one I'm very glad that you enjoyed the book, but just know your father knows where I live. And if you jump on a motorcycle and drive off California, <laughs> I am fully aware that Javier I will kick the garbage out of you. So I encourage you not to do that. Um, well, I can't. This is that, this isn't my life to live anymore. I mean, I have okay. uh, I have my All son, right, so. and, and as you may know, yeah, that 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 that's off the table. Um, the second thing is, uh, my biggest problem is I was afraid of writing bad endings. Because I'd be like, oh, I like the beginning. I like the middle. I don't want to mess up the ending. You know what? Sometimes write the bad ending. And, and you'd be surprised. Sometimes you'll go back and you'll read the bad ending. You're like, All right, I guess it wasn't as bad as I originally thought. Yeah. Write the bad ending. Um, and, and you know, like the ending that I wrote, um, I originally thought it was just awful. And then the funny thing is that uh, a lot of the people that read it, they came back and said, oh, this is great. This is like a, a cliffhanger. You're going to write a sequel, right? And I'm thinking... And cliffhanger, a writer. Uh, it's not a cliffhanger. I'm done with it. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, so there's no, so, so this other book, uh, there, there's no more. There's no more to it. One through because no. I really liked again, and, and it's it, it relates to life. Yeah. You know when when it when when he kept getting pulled back, and you know you can't escape. He couldn't escape, and 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 yeah. I feel that a lot of people in life are in that way. You know, I talk a lot about. How people nowadays are in a routine. We're cyborgs. How Elon Musk says we're cyborgs because everybody is just attached to their phones. And sooner or later, sooner or later, people uh, there there'll be a new technology. Hey, this <laughs> this new iPhone is coming out, right? The iPhone 17. Yeah. And in order for it to work, you got to shove it in your ass. I gotta shove it in my ass. Everybody's gonna be jumping on the bandwagon, and and and, and in, in order to be able to use the phone, people are gonna do whatever it takes. So if they gotta shove it in their ass, they're gonna put it in their ass. 
you know, because that's where society is nowadays. You know, to 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 everybody's always following that that next thing, and and, and in essence, we're cyborgs. Technology is pretty much a part of us, except you know, next is going to be inside of us. Because yeah, you know, well, for example, Elon Musk is talking about hooking our brains up to computers. You know, and people relate that to to the end of times. But again, if they say, "Hey, put it in your butt," guess what? That's what people are going to do. You know, yeah, to, well, to, to keep up. They'll laugh at it for a day or two. And yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, hey, this isn't so bad, you know? It is so bad. No, yeah. So, and again, I, I always say that, and, and we're approaching the singularity where 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 technology, everything's technology-based. Uh, that's the reason why nobody reads anymore. Everybody either gets their information from, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I do it. You know, sometimes if I'm reading an article about how to do something and I can find a video about it, I'd rather watch the video, you know, because that's well, just the way it is. I, I, I agree that there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges that we're hitting. Right. I, 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 let me start by saying I'm in sales. So I am by nature an optimist because nobody wants to sell from, you know, somebody who's gloomy and pessimistic. Mm-hmm. So just by the nature of what I do day and day, day words and have day power. Out, well, and, and, and I, I, I have to believe that, that you know, that, that there's hope. So yeah. I see what I see happening. Um, I mean, the stuff that makes the news is always going to be the crappiest things because, you know, uh, uh, blood Donald and fire. Donald Trump just got impeached. Yeah, well, and, and that will sell <laughs> a lot of soap. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, they're, they're selling soap and, 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 and Typically, cuddly stories don't sell soap. No, but there are plenty of cuddly stories out there. There's plenty of stories of people, you know, just deciding that they're gonna, or you know, somebody making a decision that they're gonna help out their neighbor and they don't want to make a big stink about it because they don't want to embarrass them, and so they help their neighbor. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, and 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 the, you know, sometimes there's a kid that out there that's just lost in himself and sad, and 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 somebody just comes up and gives him a hug. And he doesn't shoot up the school. Well, those yeah. stories don't make the news. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, we are definitely going through it you know, in the same way that there was all these conflicts, especially with labor, when we went through uh, the Industrial Revolution. And we're in a technological revolution. So, I mean, it's just a, a different where we're we're changing the, our relationship with labor and technology and, and things. We're automating things that we've never been able to automate in the past. And we'll have to sort that out. So, yeah, initially there's, you know, and, and, and that it, the, the, the industrial revolution is what's, you know, in, the, the, the negativity or, or, the, or the negative perception of that is what's, what encouraged Karl Marx to write, you know, uh, his Communist Manifesto. I mean, he's, he saw yes. it as the end of the, of the so that was, he, that was him highlighting everything that could go wrong with the industrial revolution. Well, so everybody didn't get uh, you know, they didn't build machines that, that drove, you know, everybody out of business. I mean, as a matter of fact, employment went up. Um, um, again, and, and I don't have the numbers in front of me because I don't focus that much, but I do remember, you know, reading um, a little bit about that. But you, you're, having a, you're having a renaissance. Mm-hmm. So people, you've got folks, you know, who the two guys that inspired me to, and I, I, I enjoyed reading. But then you you get into life, you know, and I was, you know, I was more focused on being a dad and being an insurance. So I wasn't really 
giving a lot of deeper thought to life. But I, I, I started listening to Joe Rogan. And then I, and from that, I, I started hearing more about uh, um, uh, Jordan Peterson. And yes. then from that, I just started, I'm like, there are some really smart people out there. And, and, and I knew Joe Rogan. I mean, I, I, know, I mean, I, I, all I knew of Joe Rogan was from uh, talk radio. I'm like, you know, he's a meathead. But then I'm, I'm listening to this guy who's, who's incredibly inquisitive he's brilliant. and brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and hearing more about his background, about how he ended up getting into martial arts because he, you know, of, of sort of, um, you, you know, a, 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 a hard childhood where, you know, he was small and got picked on. And I don't remember exactly the details, but just basically over, you know, finding a, a, something adverse and, and really kind of turning it towards something positive where, you know, he, he, he uh, is, uh, you know, well known in, in, in the mixed martial arts. For, he's got, and he's got the sport. biggest podcast in the world. Well, yeah. And then, you know, you've got the, the other guy that I got a kick out of is, um, well, who's the guy from the man, uh, the, 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 uh, the man show. Um, I never watched oh, that. Oh, I, I'm, he was, he was the, the, uh, oh, this is embarrassing because I, I've lost his name, but uh, he was one of the first guys to get big into the podcast. Yeah. Um, Adam Carolla. And, and, and he's, you know, and, and you hear his background and, and this is not a person that came from privilege. I mean, this is a guy who, um, you know, he's, he's, you know, uh, scratched for everything he's got. And you, you just hearing his perspective on things, I, I, I'm like, so there's, you know, you don't have to be Ivy League for people to care about what you say. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there are very interested and smart people out there. There'll always be an from, audience, even well, if it's, and, even if it's bullshit, because, you know, you have the, again, things that go viral that aren't the greatest things for the stupid, oh, the, the so-and-so challenge online it's like there's always an audience for something and it and again this is another form of art if if like i like i gave you that disclaimer if you don't like what i'm talking about or you don't like some of my ideas either turn it off or or i don't know i mean there's nothing else i can do for you if you don't like what i'm saying or if you don't like my podcast i mean it's it's, go ahead and start your own well i'm just feeling i I just feel that uh, I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged that the, the world that we're that, that you and I are going to be leaving our kids is going to be a lot rosier than, than the doomsayers are saying. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that there is a renaissance occurring. There are people that are, are, are getting into these podcasts and being encouraged, just same, same way I was, to go, um, you know, read a book they wouldn't have otherwise read. To, to, mm, yeah, no, you're right to, because to, a lot of the to, things I look up. Uh, I heard it on Joe Rogan or I heard it on this other podcast. Even some of the people I'm going to have on this podcast, I've heard it from other podcasts or saw them on other podcasts and I, and I reached out to them and they just so happened to write back to me like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll be on your podcast or I'll do an episode with you. And it's like you said, you know, we're, we're, we're having this enlightenment and, and I agree with you on that. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all pans out. I, I know that the, you know, the old Chinese curse, you know, may you live in interesting times. And because when you're in it, when you're when you're in the middle of the change, it's scary, and you know you don't know. But 
the the good thing is that the people that live an interesting time make for really interesting old people because they have great stories. <laughs> well, like in so, this book, the 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 character experience, and again, it resonate. I believe it'll resonate with a lot of people because in the book, the the character and you feel it. He goes through such high times. Everything's looking good. Everything's going great, and then the something happens where it's like, oh. We're back to square one again. <laughs> and then something happens where he's like, oh, yes. And then he finds something out. And there was a, <laughs> uh, there, there was a, uh, the, there was a part of the book where I was like, what? Oh, like uh, exploding head emoji. I was like, no way. Like I wasn't seeing that. And I was like, damn, that, that was good. That, that's what, because <laughs> like the book, when I was reading, it was like, kind of like slipping away from me and then you just like came right back around and you're like get back here like oh oh okay i see what we're doing and then like it just it's like starting the book you know like a whole new book all over again you're like oh man i gotta keep reading and keep reading and keep reading and that's what happened to me where something happened i was like oh man i was not expecting that and one of my favorite uh i don't know if you want to call it a quote or something it made me it made me laugh uh that day four o'clock in the afternoon became his longest hour Four would become the witching hour for him for that moment on. Anything at four or with four would be avoided. He vowed to reject all things with that evil number in it. Thank God beer comes in sixes. I love that <laughs> line. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, it was great. But I, I feel like this story, it, it'll, you know, people read it, they'll see a little bit of themselves, even if not the whole thing. Um, see a little bit of themselves in it because of just the way it's laid out and, and, and it could easily happen to anybody, you know? Um, and, and I feel that some people, they, they want to experience life and, and you have people who are so hard headed that they don't, they don't accept things until something bad happens to them. You know, you have people who, who don't accept God until something, uh, uh, catastrophic happens to them or, yeah. or you know or, or they don't they don't they 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 have to see something to in order to accept you know hard-headed people and i feel like you know this character when he's went out to to experience life you know he 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 saw things that weren't the best and then he did see things that were good and, and it's just like you know a lot of people uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people going through that in their lives and again it, it resonated with me because i was like should i just go out west and ride a bike <laughs> so what advice i know you talked about uh, uh what advice would you give to somebody who 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 wants to start a book did you i know you don't come from a from a you know you, you were you told me that you weren't you know the greatest writer with the greatest grammar and i feel like a lot of people some people aren't some people strong suit is math some people strong suit is science some people strong suit is social studies and some people might be good with with you know english what, what did you set a pace for yourself? Was there something like that you, when you're in the process of writing the book and even now that you're working on, on your second or, or however many books you're working on, is there, is there a, a pattern that you found, especially working a full-time job, being a dad, having a family? Uh, is there any advice that you would give to somebody who maybe wants to make that leap, but hasn't made it like me? I, I didn't make this podcast earlier because I felt that I wasn't going to have enough material or, uh, people weren't going to like my stuff or uh, this or that. Do you have any advice you would give to somebody who wants to to start writing a book? Because I, I know I want to start writing a book, but I just don't know 
what to do? Like, did you sketch out uh, an idea? Uh, you know, how did it, how was it born? I, I, again, this is sort of, this is what I figured out by doing it the wrong way until I figured out the right way. So, and so with, with the first few things that I wrote, I, I, I would sit at the computer and I, you could do this more as a bachelor when nobody is, no one has, no one is needing you. You know, it, it, it also is very helpful if you don't have a girlfriend because you don't, if, if there's no one that's, that's, that's you know, rough to, well, but it, it, as much as San Francisco was a lonely time for me, but I, I was really able to, to sort out how I wanted to write. Cause I was able to sit down, um, you know, I, I, I worked during the day and then at night, you know, I, well, and I, most of the classes I took were at night and then, um, I, I could work late into the night and just let the characters tell me where they want to go, where you just sit down and you're like, okay, well, what's he doing now? And, uh, you know, it sounds hokey, but that's really what it comes in. You know, it's sort of like daydreaming. You sit down, you know, like, oh, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that exactly. So you sort of let the characters uh, uh, go. The problem with that is um, that that is chaos. So you could, it, it, it's hard to, and it's hard to read chaos. I mean, yeah. chaos is fun, but you kind of have to figure out how to, how to form, a, put a structure together around it. Sort of like yin and yang, where you've got the, you've got order and chaos and having to figure out how to balance the two. Um, so what I did figure out, and, and it was funny because my wife had up saying, you need to do the outlines. You need to do an outline. And then you, and I'm like, no, no, I don't do outlines. I just take care. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what I have learned is that usually it's best at the very beginning to just say, yes, dear, you are correct. And it'll save you some time. But anyway, yeah. so on this, on this next book, um, I'm like, okay, well, I, there's a lot of different stories that I want to be able to weave together into a web. I, I'll probably get in more trouble on the second book because it's all about uh native american myths that oh I, god that specifically when day goes mm-hmm. uh, and again i may be pronouncing it incorrectly but you know whatever um but the whole idea is that um they exist and they've been around us and um they they, they you know they they're slowly migrating down to florida um uh, where they're they're all sort of um you know living on the outskirts of the seminal tribe um in an, over the last uh, hundred years, they've all been sort of coming down here as sort of a, a, a sanctuary for them. Oh, uh, I like but, that. I like that. Uh, well, it's fun, and and it, it, it was it was inspired I'm love, by my. I'm a Lovecraft fan, so anything that well, has to do with monsters and stuff like that, uh, you get a kick out of this because I, yeah. I, I I try to I try to I try to weave in uh, one of the one of the the, the characters uh, who I absolutely love is a gin. It's a, a genie. And uh, he runs a um, a gay party boat in Miami, and uh, he 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 and, and he had he had been in the Middle East uh, in the uh, in the, uh, the the eighth and ninth century, and then in the and 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 when the jinn were most involved in the Middle East is during the era. Again, this is what this is one of the things that'll get me in trouble. So that was during the uh, the uh, Arab Renaissance, when where that was the center, you know, when, when Persia was the center of the intellectual uh, world, um, and you know, most of that came from all the the, the Greek um, 
all, all the, the books of Aristotle and everything that, that yeah. brought down and, and translated into Arab. Uh, but so they were, you know, they were uh, on the top uh, economically and scientifically and, and artistically. And, you know, they were coming up with these new forms of math. And it's when they were sort of working in, in, in concert with uh, when they were when they were in balance with, you know, the, the magic with with the jinn. Well, then all of a sudden, based off of the, you know, the 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 religion that was sort of overtaken that area, which jinn were all all male in nature. I mean, they were all they were they were a masculine or a male being. There was no female jinn, and so they they were by nature um, gay, and so the. The, the the culture in the Arab in the Arab world drove you know were hunting them down and drove them out of the Middle East and prosecuting when, them when, yeah well and when 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 they sort of chased the magic out of their out of their region all of that all, all of the the intellectual and economic successes that they had been seeing it was sort of like it sucked the it, it, it sucked the steroids out of it and everything sort of slowed down and they started to entropy after that. And so then the Jinn uh, migrated up to uh, Europe. And, and when they sort of moved up to Europe, there was the Renaissance in Europe. And then uh, when the new world was being explored, they ended up coming over here. So <clears throat> my particular character, um, he ended up coming down to Miami because uh, he'd be, he had formed a friendship with uh, uh, Versace. And, um, and so he had this boat down here and he was, it, it, the, the the book is set in the in the late '90s, so um, when you meet him, it, it was um, soon after Versace had been murdered, and and um, so my Jin had in, in in response to his friend being murdered, he had cursed the guy that did it, and that's what caused the guy to kill himself. Is the, the oh. Jin's curse? So you know, I. I it, I, I, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of, <laughs> and plus I, I, I really have a lot of fun with a lot of these great stories that already exist and sort of uh, weaving them around into a fun little narrative for all the, why all these, these different uh, uh, spiritual, you know, all these different mythological creatures would all be interacting with each other. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, it sounds I, like I, fun. Well, it, it's been a blast. And, and so what I did is I, I, I told Laura, I said, I'm, when I was out in California, I, I had like three different writing groups that I worked with. And they were great, you know, different people that I could bounce different things on. It was great reading their stuff and having them read mine and, and just getting to, to bounce ideas off each other. And I, I don't really have that here. I, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I, there's not a whole lot of fictional novelists floating around in the commercial insurance industry. But uh, so... Um, I told Laura, I said, you know, we, we get together every Wednesday night because that's when the kids, um, they're all Irish dancers. So they, they all compete. And that Wednesday nights are the nights where they, all the kids are in class at the same time. So we can go to dinner together. And I said, so Wednesday night's going to be my night. You know, while we're having dinner, I'm going to, I'm going to give an update as to where I'm at in, 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 in building the outline and sort of the Bible. So I, I, I have all the storylines straight before I start actually writing the, the book itself. Yeah. The, the other thing that helps is if you do write out the outline and you sort of, you figure out the, the, you know, the, the all the, all the directions that you want all your characters and how you want them to interact. 
if you kind of have that written out in short form, then you can sort of break up your story into chunks. And then, and so it doesn't get so overwhelming. At least I get overwhelmed easily. So I'm like, yeah. right, I'm just, this is all I'm writing. This is the only thing I'm focusing on right now. It's this guy's interaction at this time with these people. And so once I get all that done, then I can set that aside. And then I can say, okay, here's the next part. Now, if it flows in the next part, then you could just keep it rolling. But at least you know, I, I, I'm not trying to write a book tonight. I'm just write, trying to write this interaction right here. And, um, and also not being afraid to write uh, a bad chapter or a bad, uh, you know, a bad couple pages. And, you know, you, you sort of, you know, like when you go work out, you're going to have days when you work out where, well, I, I, I wasn't able to, you know, my, my lift was poor or I really didn't put my heart into it like I do some days. But the fact that you went, you, you did something positive for your body. You, 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 you that, that's some progression as opposed to just yeah, saying, you know right. what, I'm not into it. I'm just going to sit home. So as opposed to none, as opposed to none. So even, even a crappy page is better than no page. And like, did you a set up a, a pace for yourself, like a page a day or a certain amount of words per day? I, I, what, because I have, you know, because of my, my work schedule, I had, what I'd said is I had to have X amount done every Wednesday when I went to LARP. But so once I finished the outline and I was, I was happy with, and, and, and that, and, and that takes some thinking because you really have to work out um, how you want to start, where you want to end up and how you want to get there in the outline. And I got all that done. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And I, I had a good pace going. But then I'm like, we, we had a, I've been out of town for last, you know, uh, over the last couple of months. I've, I've just been, I've not. Yeah, I called you while you're on vacation the other day. Well, yeah, and so it's sort of like, okay. And, and the other thing I would say is the best thing to, I could tell you is don't set yourself up for failure. So don't say I've got to write 10 pages when you know that, you know, six of the next seven days, you're going to be working, you know, uh, um, 16 hour days because you've got a bunch of stuff going on. So yeah. that's not the time to set a goal that is going to be unrealistic. So set yourself up with goals that you can fairly easily accomplish. And then once you, once you get a couple of under your belt, then you can sort of raise the bar on yourself. But I, I know I, I tend to self-sabotage. So I'll be like, well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the same way as dieting, well. Yeah, you you set yourself a goal that's that's too high. Realistic, you, you have to realistic goals. Yeah, and then, so you're just like, well, screw it. I'm you know I'm I'm not going to be able to do this. So I I'd say you definitely have to get in the habit of figuring out how you can do at least something on a regular basis. Whether that whether for you that's daily or weekly or but if you've got yourself at least a goal that you hold yourself to that I'm going to at least do X. And not to not to make that goal, you know, it's not like, well, I'm gonna lose 30 pounds in three weeks. No, you're not. Not unless you lose a limb. So set yourself <laughs> set yourself a, a, you know a goal that's something that you can accomplish because otherwise you you're 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 shooting yourself in the foot before you even you get started. So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's that would be my my suggestion to you. I'm probably gonna do that then, because I mean it's like you said, I want to everything's been done under the sun how they say you know there's a lot of different stories and 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 i just wanted something that's different so that's why i was like oh i don't want to start don't get caught up on that either 
you know, because yeah, in Greek or Roman mythology, yeah. there is no such thing as new stories. Yeah, they yeah. they've all they've all been written. So yeah, just, yeah. It's it right the experience you want it, and it, you know, there, there's every love story imaginable has in, in some way been written. Yeah, um, every uh, hero's journey has been written out. Uh, you can put an original spin on, you know, the human condition, but that's it. I don't know if so. you saw the because uh, you have kids. Uh, did you see that Netflix movie Claws, the one that came out on Netflix? Speaking of of putting a twist on something, have your kids seen that movie at all, or have you? Claws. Yeah. What is that? It's a it's a Netflix original, and speaking of putting a twist on, on something, they it's a it's a it's a Christmas movie about Santa Claus, but the you have to watch it. It's it's I put it on for my son, and I I couldn't I couldn't stop watching. It was it's an animated movie, um, and the way they they did everything with Santa Claus, so different. You know, it, it captivated me from the from the from when I turned it on, till. The end. I was like even rooting for the for the <laughs> for the characters, and my wife's like, "What are you What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm, well, good, I'm watching good this story. Is a good story, yeah. Good yeah, story. I'm watching this movie. Or whatever." <laughs> so, so story. it's like my son is right next to me, just hypnotized watching the movie, and then it's like me right next to him, just hypnotized watching the movie. She's just like on her phone. She's like, "What is What is so special about this movie?" It's like, it's different. You know, it's the the spin they put on it. It's it's a great spin, and uh, you know, like with this podcast, I I, you know, I'm gonna have a reserve of material, so I'm gonna have at least ten episodes done before I launch it, so I can do, you know, I'm 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 rocking between weekly episodes or biweekly, because mm-hmm. right now I've done episodes with other people because it's easier to to bounce ideas off of other people and and. I like, you know, I like going on these tangents, talking about other things because it just it just relate, you know, relates to the topic that we're, we're talking about, you know, life. And that's really what I wanted to do, what I want to do with this podcast, you know, talk about life, talk about different experiences that people have had, like yourself, that you've been through some things. Uh, I've been through things and, and just different ideas people have. And uh, one, one of the things I'm going to be doing with this podcast is I have a website up. And every time I release a episode, I'm gonna do an accompany uh, blog with it as well. So it'll be like a, like a synopsis of like the episode of what's about, and then obviously if if it's an hour long episode, hour and a half, whatever it is, then whatever we talk about on that on that episode, you're gonna have to listen to it. But the gist of it, you know, my the blog will be like a gist of what we covered. You know, like today's topic is about you know fulfillment and how some people just want to get up and go. And that's what the story is about. You know, this guy wanted to get up and go and experience life. And I feel that a lot of people, again, it'll resonate with them because they're probably in a, in a place in their life where they just want to get up and go and just leave everything behind. And they're either held back because of responsibilities, like how, you know, when he was double thinking everything. And then some people just, you know, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about nowadays. I wouldn't be able to just get up and go unless, again, I was single and didn't have any responsibilities. But uh, again, a great story. I I really enjoyed it, and I I'm gonna take your your advice and and really, you know, I have so many things now going on with this, but I I want to get it done. You know, I'm gonna set a goal for myself, and I'm I'm gonna do it. And again, I I'm happy to have you because now I can reflect ideas off of you. 
you know, I can Absolutely. be like, hey, Sean, uh, what do you what do you think about this? <laughs> or, you know, what do you think about that? You know, and 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 and, and I don't want you to bounce ideas off me because I, I want to read your next book. Do you do you have uh, how far along are you with this next one? Because it, it, the concept sounded it sounded very interesting. I've got the I've got the outline complete. I've got um, somebody had, had told me I should write it as um, in in teleplay form so that I could try to sell it uh, as a TV show because of you know the, the, the and I'm and I started to uh, like the the first chunk I wrote in in you know with well and again having having no background in it. I just looked at some templates online and I tried to follow them. So <laughs> it's about, it's about as unsophisticated as it comes. But then I, yeah. I, I went back and I said, no, Sean, just write the book. And if somebody reads it and they're like, Hey, we'd love to adapt this, then participate as much or as little as you want to on that. But just write the, you know, you, 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 you at least, you know how to write this and you have some idea as to how to publish it. You've done it so, before. Yeah, so let's let's not recreate the wheel every time we sit down. So yeah. I, I decided to go back, and so I've gotten several different chunks. Um, you know where, and again, I've broken it up into interactions. So I a handful of different events or interactions I have written. Um, uh, it only took me ten years to publish the last one. I'm going to try to do it in a little less time than that, but um, I, I'd like to. I'd like to have it in a place to where I could publish it in, in two years and I'm giving myself that much time because my priority has got to be to being the best dad I can be before anything yeah. else so um, wherever I can carve out time to work on it I'm going to and I'm going to try to you know because I think I think you know you're a dad you are a better dad if 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 you are active in your own life I think kids pick up on people that are, well, they, they're able to sense when someone's not happy. Oh uh, yeah. Even when they're trying. So if they, if, if they're, if they're being raised by someone who is actively looking to improve themselves or to, to be more fulfilled, then that's the tone that, that they're going to take as, well, this is the way, this is the way you, you've grown up. So that's that energy alone, exactly. that energy alone, you know, just the wanting so, to always improve. Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, do what you can when you can and, and, and just never quit. But um, but also don't, you know, don't beat up on yourself if, if you if you miss a deadline, because at the end of the day, your priority is be the best dad. And you don't do this for a living. So have fun. With no, it, you know? my my kids are not eating based off of daddy's books. Thank God. <laughs> so. So yeah, but um, yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm now I've got it. Now I'm encouraged. I gotta. I'm motivated. I gotta finish the next book. So you'll invite me on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm 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 fresh out of questions, so I think that's a that's a good note that's to leave it on. Thing. You know, just yeah. to to have fun with it. And it, coming from a person who's written a book and and we have lives, unless you do this for a living, you know, it, it's. But again, it's something I want to challenge myself to do. And the more I, I, the older I get, the more my views on everything change. Uh, and, and, and again, I want to make a, a positive change. I don't want to do anything negative. Um, and it's like you said, I'm, I'm raising a son. 
and it's just funny because they're they're they're, they're sponges, man. And they, and they yeah. it seems that they do the opposite of what you want them to do. Like, hey, you know, you want them to say, "I love you, I love you." Keep repeating it over and over again. And then when they don't say, you go, "Oh shit," you know. And then he looks at it, he goes, "Oh shit." It's like, yes, oh, so you yeah. want to, <laughs> so you want to say that, but you don't want to say the other word. It, it's happened to me so many times. And he, and he says, "Oh shit," so crisp. That's what gets me so mad. He says it so. You, you inspired him. Yes, you inspired him. <laughs> um, so, Sean, again, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate great. you uh, taking the time out of your day to to talk to me about your experience. Uh, you know, with with what the the what inspired you to write the book and and what the process was a little bit like for you. And hopefully anybody who is is reading this this or listening to this podcast and wants to either write a book or start their own podcast because you know I encourage everybody to do the same thing, just to do something positive and to to be creative for yourself. You know, don't do this for anybody else. I'm doing this for myself. I I want to again learn from other individuals and. And at the end of the day, it's for me. It's not for anybody. If you don't like, if somebody doesn't like your art, you can either do two things. You can either tell them to, to kick rocks or you can improve on your art, you know, because it's art and it's up to the observer, uh, how they interpret it and how they take that. So again, uh, I really appreciate your time, Sean. And I'll, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, hearing uh, about your next book. Well, and I can't wait to I can't wait to listen to your podcast, uh, and I can't wait to to sort of listen to the progression of things as as you do more and more, and and uh, how that evolves. So that's this is great, and and I I very much appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Juan. All right, Sean. So for the people who want to read Taming uh, the American Horse, uh, where can they find that, and where can they find you? If you have a social media account that you want to share with the people who are listening. Um, I, I really don't have uh, any any kind of. I, I, I forget, I'm an old man, so I, I I have a Twitter. I don't ever use it. Uh, I think I have a Facebook, but I think you have to be over forty to even have a Facebook page anymore. But uh, <laughs> my book is on uh, uh, Amazon. Um, it, again, Taming the American Horse, um, and I it, I think it's uh, I, I it's. They, they do the print on demand um and then they also you can get it electronically so yeah i read on kindle through Amazon. yeah i got so, i got the electronic version but if they want a signed uh, copy from you they can just order it and if, if they want a signed copy um gosh i should have an email address they should use and all i have is my business phone and i don't think ioa would appreciate that let me uh <laughs> Just give it to uh, make it, give it to me, and I'll post it on the uh, description. Post it on the blog. All right, perfect. <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah, I'll send that over to you. I'll, I, I have a Gmail account, but I, I don't remember it, so I'll email it to you, and then I'll actually monitor it after this comes out in case anybody actually wants a signed copy. Yeah. So. All right. No problem, then, Sean. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Juan. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Taming the American Horse with Sean Leahy. I know I had a lot of fun with this and I know he was excited for it. I was excited for it as well. It was a great conversation. And again, super cool person. And, and I always, I like to, I like when people want to make a difference in, in the world. And I feel that Sean is one of those type of people where he's just a genuine person. 
So I really appreciate you guys listening. If you want to hear about anything, you can hit me up Instagram at the one on one podcast. Follow us on there. Write us an email, the one on one podcast at gmail.com. And again, appreciate all the support. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you.